Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domang. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries. And at On Fire Ministries, our mission is to ignite a passion for Christ in the heart of women and inspire them to apply God's word to their everyday life because I believe that God's word really does work. So the past couple of weeks, I have been focusing on marriage and I will continue in that today. And I wanna invite you to join me as we look at the story of Esther and the lessons that she teaches us about the way to our husband's heart. So you probably have heard it said, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Well, my husband often says I had him at chicken spaghetti. And the reality is he had me at chicken spaghetti, which was the very first meal that I ever cooked for him. And you would have thought that I cooked something much more extravagant than chicken spaghetti, the way he praised that meal. However, in that moment, I knew I would cook for him for the rest of my life. And 31 years later, I am still cooking for him and he is still praising my cooking. And in all those years, I cooked many not praiseworthy meals, which he still ate what I cooked without complaining. So I just have to high five my husband in that. Chicken spaghetti isn't my topic of discussion this week, but instead it's the way to our husband's heart, which I believe runs much deeper than good cooking, though that definitely doesn't hurt anything. When getting into a relationship with a man, we use any and every tactic if we want this man to stick around. We manipulate, we seduce, we promise to be this perfect sampling of ourselves that we have shown them. And many years ago, I heard John Hagee preach a message and he spoke to the single people in his congregation and he said, you think that person you are dating is so perfect, but the real one is at home locked up in a cage. And I laughed so hard because it made so much sense to me. In the beginning of a love relationship, we somehow manage to keep our best foot forward. We work hard to look our best and show this amazing man how great we are with only an occasional seepage of the not so pristine character, while the man does exactly the same thing. Hence, we don't really know what we're getting until we say, I do. Well, if you did, we need to know the real way to our husband's heart. And I believe that the story of two queens exposes lessons that we need to bring into our marriages. And that is going to be found in the book of Esther. Let's first talk about Esther's wisdom. Queen Esther was this great example of a wise woman. She used her words with wisdom and she wisely sought God's blessing in her life. Esther was married to a king who was accustomed to making the rules and being obeyed. Yet still, she spoke with her husband in ways that opened her husband's heart to her that caused him to hear her and then to give her the request that she asked of him. So when I studied through the book of Esther, I specifically looked at the times when she spoke to her husband. I found it interesting that Esther began her conversations with her husband with, if it pleases the king. What an incredible opening phrase when speaking to her husband. In her wisdom, Esther set the stage in her conversation with her husband by honoring him and his desires. She let him know she held his best interest in her mind and in her heart before 
before she discussed any personal concerns. Even in the desperate situation in which Queen Esther eventually would find herself in, she made no attempt to bulldoze her way through the issue in which she approached the king for his intervention. So let's look at the background of Esther's story. The book of Esther began with the story of another queen whose shoes Esther would eventually fill. Her name was Vashti. Vashti was a queen with extravagant physical beauty, but lacking in inner beauty and wisdom. When her husband made a request of something she did not like, she reacted. She lacked wisdom and spoke from a reactionary standpoint. She dishonored her husband and the king, who in turn rejected her and removed her as his wife and queen. Now, obviously, Vashti's outward beauty was not enough to hold on to her husband. He wanted more than a beautiful woman on the outside. He desired a beauty that ran deeper. After Vashti's rejection, the king sought to replace her as queen. So once again, he sought the most beautiful women in the land as his prospective wife and queen. And Esther was chosen. Not only was she chosen, but she was also blessed with the king's gifts and the best place in his house. That's what Esther 2.9 tells us. Now, Esther hid her Jewish background according to her guardian's direction. Her guardian's name was Mordecai, and he had told her not to tell of her Jewish background. So she did that. She honored his words to her, and she did what he said. At that point, the king's right-hand man, Haman, set out to destroy the Jewish people. It would be left to Esther to speak to the king to save herself and the whole Jewish nation. So here we begin to see this inner beauty and wisdom of Esther on display. Esther approached her husband with wisdom in the words that she spoke to him. Notice the repetitive phrase, if it pleases the king, in the five verses that I'm going to share with you. And also, as I'm reading these to you, I want you to notice another phrase that she uses in several of those verses, if I have found favor in your sight. So both of these phrases communicate that she honored her husband and his desires. Let's just think about this and how Esther spoke to her husband. In Esther 5, 4, it says, so Esther answered, if it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. Esther 5, 8, if I have found favor in the sight of the king and it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the the banquet which I will prepare for them and tomorrow I will do as the king has said. Esther 7 3. Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. Esther 8 5. If it pleases the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the thing seems right to the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, which he wrote to Anah the Jews who are in all the king's provinces. And then finally, Esther 9, 13, then Esther said, if it pleases the king, let it be granted to the Jews who are in Shushan to do again tomorrow according to today's decree and let Haman's 10 sons be hanged on the gallows. So Esther spoke with words of wisdom, which paid off for her, her family and generations to come because she honored her husband and how she spoke to him and because he favored her based on 
on her beauty that ran deeper than outward appearance. Esther changed her husband's mind. She changed the course of history, and we still read her story today because a God-fearing woman honored her husband in how she spoke to him. Now, Esther benefited from honoring her husband. We'll have to see that. We can't miss how she benefited from honoring her husband. She obtained his love, his favor, and his devotion. She and her people, the Jewish nation, were saved, and she was given a position of honor in her husband's kingdom. The final pages of Esther show her serving in the kingdom and in the Jewish nation as one with authority. Esther 9.29 says, Then Queen Esther wrote with full authority to confirm the second letter about Purim. So Esther's wisdom with her words set her up to have authority. I believe her husband realized she could be trusted with that authority and he granted it to her. He could trust her because she was a woman of integrity that honored others and how she spoke to them, especially her husband. Honestly and ultimately, a woman's inner beauty holds the keys to her husband's heart. The reason? Her husband knows his heart is safe with her. What is on the inside ultimately affects the outside. We saw Queen Vashti's inner ugliness eventually taint her outward beauty. However, the opposite holds true as well. Inner beauty also has the power to permeate the outward appearance. In Christ, we have the beauty of the Lord on the inside. If we strive to grow our inner beauty by being transformed by the power of God's word, putting God's word in our heart that we might not sin against them, seeking God in everything, especially in relationship with our husbands and families, asking God to let his beauty be upon us and to establish us, we are set up with a deep inner beauty that captivates and pleases our Lord and our husband. So I want to ask you the question, are you wise with your word? We should never open God's word without looking at ourselves through the mirror of his truths. Therefore, I want to encourage you to take some time to honestly evaluate where you are with wisdom, with your words, and with your relationship with your husband. How is your communication with your husband going? Are you speaking words that honor him and position him to feel safe with you? A beautiful woman on the outside who speaks damaging, ugly words doesn't have the kind of beauty our husbands ultimately see. In all of that, don't be discouraged, dear sister. We all are in a transformation process. We are all being transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us and through the power of God's Word. We may not be that perfect reflection of God's integrity, always using words of wisdom when we speak to our husbands, but we are still being and striving to be transformed and changed from the inside to the out. And I want to leave you with this amazing promise in James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, if you know you need wisdom in how to communicate with your husband, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. Now, I have been writing about this on my blog post. I've been speaking about this on the past couple of podcasts as well. So for more information on this topic of marriage, you can look back at those. Now, before I say goodbye, I do want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest to get daily biblical encouragement for Christian women. And check out my website, onfire-ministries.com. 
marriagesecretsministries.org to get a compilation of all my personal favorite marriage resources that my husband and I both have used throughout our marriage, throughout the 27 years that we've been married. And also on my website, you can read my blog. You can get other free biblical resources or a Bible study for you personally or for a group study as well. So if you found this podcast beneficial, please take a moment to rate and review and share this podcast because it is a way that it helps others to find the podcast. And it may be the very words that someone else needs to be encouraged in their faith journey today. So until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day.